What's up, y'all? Another episode of Four Transplants and a Microphone. Today we are only three transplants talking about AI, drinks, bars, the usual small business stuff. Bear fights. Bear fights. We'll get into that later. We'll tie it back to business in some way, I promise. <laughs> but we're having fun at the Fox and Hound in Burkdale, our new home away from home. And they're always great to us here, so thank you very much to them. But today, it's just the three of us, the three regulars, so myself... Jack Tompkins with Pineapple Goods Holding Firm. Brandon Avenia, Spirit Data Solutions. <laughs> I've been waiting for sound effects. Yeah, and I couldn't see that coming either. But Brian Johnson with Maine and Johnson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if it sounds like Brian is driving or on the phone, it's because he is on the phone. We social distance. All, all of the above. <laughs> yeah, we really social. We put him in another state, actually. <laughs> He's close to being exited off the island. <laughs> but uh, we've talked about AI a few different times on here, and we're trying to think about like what's a good comparison to a recent technology that we can kind of say, all right, here's something we can refer back to, and it'll be bigger than that. But in the meantime, I think in our, one of our recent episodes, we've also talked about just local spots in Charlotte, and obviously we want to keep that Charlotte feel, the small business feel. We're always supporting the small businesses, and obviously that's a lot of our networking connections and stuff. So Brent and I actually checked out Primal Brewery up in Huntersville, and it was a good time. I mean, $3 popcorn with unlimited refills was basically free popcorn. Yeah. I mean, I didn't leave till midnight. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was a good time there, and they got a good little shop going. I went back there probably like a week after that you and I were there, and it was a beautiful day. It was 70 and sunny, whatever time. It was first week of March probably, and it was packed, and there was all ages from babies to 75 plus and everything in between, and they had all the outdoor areas full. I was impressed. Yeah, we went to, last Saturday I went to Lake Norman Brewery. Yeah. Packed. Yeah. I mean, it was a beautiful day, don't get me wrong. It was, but it was packed. It was 70 and nice little breeze. And right. I don't even think it was 70. I think it was like 65, but it, I had to actually get in the shade. I was like, man, it is smoking out here. Yeah, because if you're just sitting in the sun, I mean, yeah. we had cloudless days for like a week straight. It was fantastic. I don't know. There's so many of those good spots, and it feels like everything up. So, Brent and I live on the same Lake Norm in different parts of it, but. It's so it's so weather dependent. It feels like because when it's nice, everybody's out for the entire day. When it's dark and a little bit gray or rainy, it doesn't happen that often. But when it does, people are like, "All right, this will be my day inside." And then because we know the next day is going to be great. Yep. Don't stop me. Yeah. Well, there you go. Shirts and t-shirt, babies. It's the way of life. <laughs> yeah, you do year-round. You're crazy. This is the way. <laughs> That's a way. I don't know about the way. That's insane. Though I don't know. Hey, when it gets cold, I put a sweatshirt on. I have seen you in a sweatshirt. That's a hoodie. True. That's true. A hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's the California look. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, it drives my son nuts. But I said, "Back up, boy! I've been <laughs> rocking this look for." <laughs> You're not a flip flops guy, though. No, hockey made my feet not flip flop when. <laughs> there you go. I don't do it because I have webbed toes. But that's all right. <laughs> I, uh, putting your foot in two size small a boot or two sizes too small yeah. doesn't do good things for your feet. Yeah, the toes get all crunched. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I, 
<laughs> yeah, that was like the mo the main time of me playing ice hockey was when my feet and I, I was in high school. I was growing at the most. I'm still not that tall, but that was the most I was growing at any point in time. So I had to get new skates all the time, and that's expensive as hell. So I just had to cram it in. You know? Mine was by choice. I <laughs> really. Yeah. No, wow, I did. That's crazy. I did minimum size and a half to two sizes smaller than my normal shoe size. Why? It just you can get them tighter and you get better fill and less energy transfer. You know, the boot doesn't flex as much. Oh, Brandon, the scientist. Hey, I hate to admit it, but I spent too much on skates for a long time. Right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> the stiffer the boot and the tighter they are, the the more efficient everything is. Stiff and tight. That's the way to go. All right. Sure. Giggity. <laughs> <laughs> got to get that sound effect something equally ridiculous <laughs> but no it's uh, there's a lot of good stuff up here we talk about that all the time and obviously supporting the small businesses and i don't know if restaurants are really going to be impacted that much by the ai stuff no because i mean unless everything's coming out on conveyor belt right. somebody's got to bring it to you take the order well, I, I mean you've seen a little bit of it where they'll have the kiosks on the table yeah which i absolutely hate i make them take my money and Oh, you, like the little order pad? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, if I'm in a sit-down restaurant, somebody can come out and take my order. No, you need to serve me. Yeah, I don't need to type my, my, my order out because <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm coming here to relax and I don't want to have to be frustrated with the kiosk not working right. You know, that's actually an interesting point because AI technology in general is great when it works, right? And like Zoom changes something every single day, I'm convinced, just to mess with us. <laughs> AI could end up being pretty similar where it's just, if this doesn't work, then we're pretty impacted, right? And we then don't know how to do something, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, to me, like those kind of things, I, it, and it sounds, I know it's going to sound ugly, but like when I go to a restaurant, I want the service. Like that's what I'm going for. I, the interaction, yeah. Yeah, the interaction, the service, like... I'm not there to work. You know what I mean? It's like when I go to the grocery store, I'm not there to check out my own groceries. Put somebody there. <laughs> Let them do it. Well, I, go ahead, I think there's also an element to it where all of these like time-saving and interaction-saving exercises are really about, you know, saving money and how you release your product or service. But like, what if you don't care about the price? Like, I would rather have the person back and pay a little bit more than have the machine and get frustrated. Yeah, and, and that's exactly You know it. what I mean? Yeah, like I don't want to have to look up the code for all my produce. Like, they know oh, yeah, it. They do it all that. the time. They, yeah. they, It's just way more efficient. Now, I can totally understand, like, a depot or even the grocery store, you have two things. Walk over, scan it, you're out the door. Sure. Even one of the... It wasn't Quick Trip. It was Sheets, I think. It has a little checkout kiosk. Sheets is great. But when you walk through Sheets, I mean, sometimes the line is, like, stupid long. When I just have a soda, I can just scan it and be on my way in, like, two seconds. Like, I totally get that. But when I have an order, I don't want to do the, Like, I didn't come here to, like, be an employee. I just right. want to get out the door. Yeah, that's fair. That's And, like, I, that's even... That's a very reasonable take, too, because it's not something that people think about of, like... I mean, it was almost similar to, like, with COVID, everybody was like, no, like, we actually want the human interaction. Like, yes, we don't have to get dressed, you know, it's just the, you, all you need is a shirt, right, to do with Zoom and all that stuff. People wanted the human interaction. And the middle ground seems to be sort of a hybrid, maybe two or three days in the office kind of thing. I could see this being kind of similar, where you still want the human interaction. You're willing to pay an extra $2 or, like, whatever the nominal fee is to deal with a person. 
Well, and it's not like it's, I'm saving money when I go and I have to check my own groceries out. They still cost the same amount or more or whatever. Right. It's not like the savings was passed on to me. Like, hey, if you check your own groceries out, you'll save 15 bucks. Yeah. Nope. That's actually a good point because the end user in a technology sense is not really, maybe the, I could see some like software if it's obviously strictly online and all that stuff or cloud-based. I could see it being a little bit more efficient, but th that doesn't mean the price changes. I guess, well, I don't know, because ChatGPT is free. It is. They have a paid version that's like 20 bucks, which I'm seriously considering. What's the benefit of the paid version? Paid version, you get the beta. You get access even... <laughs> What's the beta? <laughs> just <laughs> after alpha. <laughs> Just after alpha. Okay. No, the beta is like any new version coming out. You get to test it. Oh. There is, you get more availability to chat. So where it kind of glitches out, oh, you get yeah. basically put to the top of the queue for availability. Okay. And there's a few other things in there that it definitely may. And to be honest, it's freaking worth it. Like I, for 20 bucks, it is absolutely worth every penny that I would spend to use it i just i find it highly valuable because you use it a lot i use it a lot like yeah. and it's funny we were talking with matt shields and he says he uses it and i was asking him like do you run it through an ai filter to see if it's run he's like what i'm like oh come on man you're gonna <laughs> was, use it use it right well i didn't know about it until i started reading more and doing some research but yeah i didn't know that was a thing and i was like and i was thinking it's like how can google or any of them tell that it's written by a it can. I was wondering that too, but I mean, we did that. That's how we found like, we found out I was more like a robot than a human. Yes, by 2%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just the facts. Uh, yeah. Hey, that's, that's a Jack the fact check. I'm a robot. Yeah, it's okay. I could use a robot sometimes. Yeah. Other no. times when you're dealing with emotions and things, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. So at the restaurant, I don't like maybe back end, a lot of it's back office, right? A lot of AI, at least at this stage of the game, and that could change tomorrow for all we know, but at this stage of the game, a lot of it is more back office type stuff. So I guess maybe like ordering of, like it can know if the keg is running low and then order a new one. I don't know, but. It absolutely could do yeah. those, excuse me, those kind of things can absolutely be used and utilized with AI or Hell, even regular software can do it. It just monitors. I mean, there's stuff that can be done, but with AI, it does more projections. So, like, what you would use right. it for is, like, hypothetically, what I would see it being used for in the food industry is it analyzes the cycles of business, and it would know on Wednesday at 12 o'clock you should start getting food, start to get it prepared for your lunch rush. See, that's interesting because, I mean, my business does that we could do that that's easy but could ai do it in a more automated and quicker way probably it just takes more it, the thing is, is with ai it, it, people can do the work of ai right it's how many people does it take and can it pick up on repeatable patterns and things like that like i remember years ago my mom would piss picked up a a job she normally stayed home and then when we get into high school she would go work at, I forgot where it was, it was you know, a little fast food place. But they had their lunch cycle. Like at a certain time, they would know to start throwing burgers on. Yeah. It was Carl's. They would, well, Hardy's out here. Sure. But it was, they would start throwing burgers on like crazy before people even got there. But they knew it took 
10 minutes to run it from one end of the charbroil to the other. Yeah. So they would start putting burgers on, whether people were ordering them or not, because they knew that up. people were coming up and they were going to start ordering. It took 10 minutes to run it through, but they knew they were going to sell X amount of burgers at that time. You had, oops, same thing with AI, where it could predict patterns right. in a more complex way, like hey, on average, you're normally going to sell... You know, have you ever gone to Subway and they don't have bread, which is crazy to me? Uh, yeah. The, yeah. The sandwich artists there. Don't tell you that. Always. Yeah, don't have bread. Yeah. But it could tell you that. Like, And I'm sure there's patterns. Like, for some reason, on Tuesday, more people show up and order this on Tuesday. Yeah. Whatever the reason is. Right. And maybe you can be prepared for that. You know, maybe sometimes you're over, sometimes you're not. But on average, you're probably going to be pretty close. Right, and that's, I mean... That's because they order tacos on Tuesday. They don't order many of them. <laughs> we don't need the bread on Tuesday. So, uh, but, yeah. yeah, I think the those kind of predictive behaviors can be used in any industry. I mean, it's just kind right. of the way it is. That's, I'm going to be more Homer than Brian about Ohio here, but... Jeez, is that possible? <laughs> wow. Um, <yeah. laughs> I'm thinking, like, in my business, that's we do stuff like that, right? A lot of it's dashboard-focused, but a lot of it can be with certain clients is that projection, anticipation, stuff like that. And I guess this is the difference. It's actually it's probably the same concept of ordering from the tablet at the restaurant versus ordering from a server. Because, like, you want the human interaction. They want to be able to talk to me and game plan with me and say, what if we did this? What if we did that? Let's bring in this new data. And it's, I would imagine it's a much easier, much more obviously human, but normal conversation. And we can kind of flex with whatever they need because they could just tell us. But with AI, I, I guess you could still tell them or tell it. It might not always be right. It might not always be the thing. And you would, it's less of an interaction and less of a conversation. Well, I think where you would come, where your value from the outside looking in your value to a customer or a client, the data is the data. Most of them don't know what to do with it. Right. They may get the data. They don't know how to look at it. They don't know which, they don't know how to manipulate the data or even analyze the data that would even make sense. Right. So with you talking to them, you're basically crafting a dashboard that is giving them actionable items based on what their data is reflecting. So you're actually honing down the data to make sense to them the way they would see it. So yeah, it's their KPIs. It's the things that they want. Yeah. Right. And maybe the, what's important to me and my business is not the same. What's important to like Brian or you or whoever it's, everyone's going to have different things. My KPIs are going to be a hundred percent different. Yeah. The fact that I hate the word KPIs and people run their business <laughs> by it drives me crazy. But there's some feel to it. There's KPIs that are important. Right. But being able to see the right information in the right way is the value you provide to the client. Yeah. Because a dashboard's a dashboard. Yes, AI can absolutely do that. I haven't seen it being able to build a da Like, that was my next thing. It's like, AI is a very, it's a text, like ChatGPT is a very, it's a text thing right now. You can only, it can tell you what to do, but then you have to go physically do it in the software. Correct, but you can integrate it. And that was the other part is the paid version. You can, there's an API that you can integrate. So I've seen where people take it and integrate it directly into Excel. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. Because it's not my, you know how I feel about Excel. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, if you can integrate it directly into it and it's inputting code and that's just the next step. But yeah. 
work and build out a dashboard. But like I said, you can go ask ChatGPT or AI a question, and I can ask it a question. Based on my prompts and your prompts, we're going to get two different answers. That's the other thing. I've gotten a lot of, I don't want to say wrong answers, but not the answer I was looking for, at least. But you can say, this is not what I was looking for. And I've tried that, and like there was, it's getting too into the weeds, I'll make it quick. I was dealing with some SQL code, nothing super crazy, but it said, I was getting an error, bottom line. And so I put it in We like to call it an, an err. <laughs> yeah. an err. getting an urn. And I put it in ChatGPT, and it said, it just described the thing. And I was like, cool, thanks for the description, don't care. Tell me what's wrong with it. And it said, well, you could do this, you could do that, and it didn't find anything wrong with it. There was two or three things wrong with it, but it couldn't find it. So a little uh, pro tip on ChatGPT. Yeah, what you got? If you put brackets at the beginning and end of your request, it will not include it in the actual text that it kicks out. Because sometimes it'll incorporate what you ask into the text. If you put brackets on both sides of it, it'll not incorporate that. Okay, so if I'm trying to, di- well, all right, make it a more broad example. If I'm trying to diagnose something and it says, and it just gives a description of whatever you're putting in, but you want it to solve the problem for you. How do you integrate the brackets? So you would put, I need, an, I'm receiving this error and whatever the error is, what are possible solutions for this error? So you do bracket in the beginning, bracket at the end, enter. And it won't put what you put in there, it won't add that. It'll basically just give you the raw answer instead of incorporating. Oh, instead of giving the fluffy language. Correct. Of like, the old grade school thing, like repeat the question and your answer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, It takes some of that out. Or if you ask it to write an article and you put the descriptions, like if you want it to sound more human and get a better human score, you can put, you know, write me a blog on X, Y, and Z, use it in a natural human voice or natural human conversation using burstiness and perplexity. Was it perplexity? Um, Burstiness and perplexity? Look it up. It's real. <laughs> oh, man, you're learning a lot from ChatGPT. <laughs> no, I'm learning a lot from YouTube that's <laughs> teaching me how to use ChatGPT. And then you put the bracket, and it won't put, because if I just type that out, it'll put in my text, burstiness and perplexity. It'll add that into my... Oh, like r- it, it takes that as using the words. Correct. Burstiness and perplexity, yeah. not the description. Or if I put, you know, if it writes an article, and then I put just add call to action... Yeah. It will say call to action and then it'll it says your call to action is blah 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 and it'll incorporate what I said into the actual response. So if I would put it into brackets, it doesn't add that in. It would just do a natural call to action. Okay. All right. I mean I don't know if that would have solved my answer. But it may not, it but try. if yeah. you YouTube's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I know, there's a lot of it out there. Yes. But yeah, I guess that's I don't know. Brian, you deal with the least AI impacted business or business model. I think that we have, even in our P3 consulting group, by the way, AI event on April 6th, is that right? Correct, April four 6th, o'clock. TechWorks, Belmont. So Brian, have you, have any of your customers or anybody that works for you, has AI or ChatGPT in particular, has it been a part of the conversation yet? Or just, hey, that's a cool thing over there? No, it's more information gathering at this point. Nobody's really like, made a defensive move or a move to like implement it or integrate it in the business as well. And it's not on the small business end. Except for superior data solutions. <laughs> Great company. <I> <laughs> yeah. 
It's um, outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> superior data solutions, right? <laughs> right. And obviously, for context, if this happens to be the first episode that you're listening to, Brian deals with kind of broad business strategy. I don't mean broad, but like not necessarily the in the broad. weeds business strategy. <laughs> <laughs> and I would think for things like that, ChatGPT could eventually, and it could currently, I don't know, but it could help it. But you still need that person who's been there, done that experience, et cetera. It's like anything. You need an expert. You're going to yeah. need an expert in AI to be able to get the data and the things you want out of it. So that's the other thing. Because you need an AI expert to ask the right questions, to do the right things, put in the bracket, whatever. I then, robot, baby. Well, they, That's I mean, not the right know. question. <laughs> <laughs> you also need an expert in the field that you're trying to help or service or whatever. Because then you have both the experts working together. And so like Brian could say, what's a good strategy for this business with this amount of revenue and this employees and trying to do this in X, Y, Z. But then his massive experience in the business strategy could take that and say, okay, this part's right. This part we're going to adjust a little bit, you know, et cetera. I think you need the expertise in both and the soft skills on the human side, most important. Correct. And somebody said it. I think it was actually Matt Shield said it's easier to, yeah. yeah, it's easier to edit than it is to create. And to me, when I'm using ChatGPT, I go through and run it through an AI detector, and then I start editing the document. And it's much easier to edit something, change a few lines, make it sound, I don't want to say make it sound human, because I think it sounds just fine by itself. But the problem is Google dings you for the AI content. So to be able to change it and make it sound human, and not that it doesn't, but it just, it gives you a very good jumping off point and what would take two hours to write and rewrite and rewrite and really maybe not get the quite the message across that you're looking for. Yeah. This gives you a really good jump off point to be able to do those things and have a quality piece of content. And yeah, I think we've cut, we've hit on that a couple of times. Like it raises the floor, it reduces the annoying part of the work and it's just, here's a good starting point as opposed to starting from scratch. Correct. Like for example, on the P3 website, I, for all of us, Minus Chuck and Lyle so far. i got to get finish them up. <laughs> but for creating how can we help, I don't know your guys' fields of right. expertise. I'm really limited on, I mean, I know what you guys do, but for me to write something for you and articulate exactly what you and, and Scott are doing and Chuck and Lyle, it's going to take me a long time. Right. I would have to do a lot of research. Yeah. It's much easier for me to have it kick out an article how a business consultant can help, how a data analyst can help, how a sales consultant can help, how you know HR and cost reduction, in air quotes, can help, that they can kick out an article and then I can adjust it to make it sound human, to get a good human score, and then give it to you. And you can say, I like it, or change these few things and we're good to go. Right. It takes 45 minutes to, to kick one out from beginning to end. 45 with seconds. No, well, minutes Minutes for me to edit oh, to make it sound human and, oh, okay. and pass the human score. Okay. If I were just to kick it out, yeah, it's like 45 seconds to kick the article out. Okay. And I could just hand it to you guys. But like I said, I'm trying to get that human score up. Right. Don't give it to me. I'll bring it down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's always bring them down. <laughs> but, you know, if we can get that, that human score up, and like I said, just to make it sound more natural and to get that in there, like I said, it's 45 minutes, which is great because I'm not a writer. Yeah. 
And if you asked me if I was going to write when I was adult, I would be like, you're crazy. Right. <laughs> I'm never going to do that for a living. Yeah. have to now. Yeah. But it, I mean, it is part of business. It's real. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So like I said, you can kick that in 45 minutes and I have something that I can publish on the website and it looks great. Yeah. And it's SEO it, friendly. Yeah, it's SEO optimized. So you choked you, up of how easy it was yeah, just, just to touch by it. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we got to wrap up, but AI is coming. I mean, we've talked about it on several episodes at this point. We've got an AI event coming on April 6th over at TechWorks in Belmont. It's going to impact a lot of industries. It sounds like it's sort of raising the floor and helping some back-end processes, even in the restaurants and very person-to-person type industries. For all of our industries in particular, or at least Brandon and I, we're, I don't want to say impacted a lot, but we can use it a lot, and it's not quite a competitor, but... It's out there for us. And for Brian, it's some of the, it's a new tool in the tool belt. That's right. Yeah. So with that, thank you again to Fox and Hound at Burkdale. We will see y'all soon. Oh, which button is it? Oh, there it is. Pick a random one. I would have it start this way. Open up the fridge and have a tall boy. Yeah. Then I'd meet up with my friends.